Wynn and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wynn or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wynn for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynn Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Wynn Morgan. Hi, Wynn. Hello, Kate. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Well, I'm good. I'm excited for um, our episode today. I know. We've been promising this one for weeks, if not months. It's so exciting. So this is this episode marks part two of unrationalizable coincidences. Now, part one started from a quote that I had read in a book by Neil Donald Walsh called Conversations with God. And I can go ahead and read the quote and kind of catch people up in case they didn't Uh, listen to the first one, but essentially the conversation started off around the idea that if we ask, if we put things out there, life will deliver them and life will deliver them in ways that we can't possibly anticipate. That it answers if we're paying attention, if we're not so much in the noise, if we're looking around, if we're anticipating that the answer is coming. And so we challenged listeners to ask life a question or show us fun things or anything that that seems interesting or answers or inspiration to challenge life to bring those to them. So here's the quote, Win. Full disclaimer. I couldn't remember the quote, which is why we are now repeating this. I couldn't remember it. Okay, so the quote says here, so go ahead now, ask me anything, anything. I will contrive to bring you the answer. The whole universe will I use to do this. So be on the lookout. This book is far from my only tool. You may ask a question, then put this book down, but watch, listen, the words to the next song you hear, the information in the next article you read, the storyline of the next movie you watch, the chance utterance of the person you meet, or the whisper of the next river, the next ocean, the next breeze that caresses your ear. All these devices are mine. All these avenues are open to me. I will speak to you if you will listen. I will come to you if you will invite me. I will show you then that I have always been there, all ways. 
So that's the quote that inspired the conversation one to catch you up. Mm. Yeah. So just again, for my recollection, we ended up with this notion of unrationalizable coincidences. That was based upon the next meander that you and I had following that quote, right? Yes, because you felt like you could rationalize anything away. That's <laughs> and I it. Yeah. The of the songs in yoga and you were like, yeah, I could rationalize that away. <laughs> the two songs, right? Yeah. Yeah. That just happened. I'm good at that. Class. Yes. And my natural go-to has been to rationalize. So my question was, show me stuff that was unrationalizable. Exactly. Based upon that. Yeah. Cool. And I'm wondering too if this may all just be so that when got some unrationalizable coincidences. Since you love to rationalize away. Yeah. The answer is yes. No, well, it might not just be all about that, I'm right? Because sure. we did open it up to everyone. To hear what showed up for you when. All right. So here's what I remember once. Okay. So this is an old story. This is going back to the year of 1999. And I was with my brother and three friends going to Paris from London on the train. And I was to go to watch Wales play France in rugby. Every two years, Wales play in France, and every other year they play in Wales. And we would do the annual pilgrimage or the biannual pilgrimage across to Paris. And um, we're on the train and in the buffet car because it's a rugby trip. And this is at the time where I liked beer. And everyone else in my party, still does like beer, have not gone off the beer since I have. But so we were having beers and there was another couple of families in the buffet car, right, doing the same thing, having a few beers off to watch the Wales game in France. We were talking to, um, to uh, two brothers who had each brought one son with them. And we were like chatting away and then it got on to football, soccer. And this one kid said, well, you know, I don't follow Manchester United because one of the people were talking about Manchester United and Liverpool. And I said, yeah, you follow Southampton. And he went, how did you know that? It's like the total random team. Not a big name. You know, decent-sized town and everything. This guy had not mentioned Southampton. He wasn't from Southampton. He's from Wales. And I knew he was a Southampton fan. So I said it, and he went, what? And all my friends looking at me as if, wait a minute, this guy's a bit spooky, right? So the reason I'm putting that out there is that it's not alien to me that there would be such a thing as unrationalizable coincidences. I had to write down those two words, by the way, because I keep forgetting them. So I did some homework before uh, this episode. So that was a historic one. Here's one that is a difficult one to rationalize. And I would go as far as impossible to rationalize. And it happened, it was a Friday morning that I do know. And I was in um, a friend's house the day before, well, the day off, starting to run a retreat in Connecticut. 
and I'd be getting up in the morning typically to see the sunrise. So I'd be up at 5.30 a.m. Watch the sunrise. It's an amazing view over the ocean over Long Island Sound. And, of course, with the benefit of jet lag, me being awake at 5.20 to be ready, have my cup of coffee, and then be ready to watch the sunrise at 5.30 is just like, well, I'm up anyway. It's not like that was early because in my mind it's now 10.30, right, body clockwise. And uh, Wednesday morning I got up and watched the sunrise. Thursday morning I got up and watched the sunrise, coffee in hand. And on this Friday morning I woke up just after 5 with an amazing amount of pain in my left calf because it just cramped and it woke me up. Now I've had a cramp a few times. This was the second worst I've ever had. And I, I needed to go to the bathroom quite urgently. So I hobbled to the bathroom and then you know, like check my phone for the time. I'm thinking, okay, well, not in my mind. I'm not getting up to watch the sunrise now. I'm just going to like try and relax and get a little bit more sleep here. But I found myself, instead of going back to bed, opening the door to go to the kitchen, not going for coffee, I knew my mind, not logical, green tea. Not coffee, not caffeine. Green tea is a good idea. And a banana. I don't normally have breakfast. See, you and I talked just now, like my, my first meal happened 20 minutes before you and I started recording, right? It was quite late in the day for me here in the UK, and that's not unusual. But I had, okay, green tea, banana. Not the most earth-shattering of things to have at breakfast, right? The next one was a teaspoon of salt. So I'm drawn, not logically, but a deeper part of my mind gets a spoon from the drawer, gets the salt, and eats a teaspoon of salt. Yeah. No, with a banana and green tea. Right? Now, in my mind, right, in my brain, my logical mind had nothing to do with it. And as it turned out, there are minerals in salt. There's potassium in a banana, and there's antioxidants in tea. And caffeine's a diuretic. But, well, coffee can be a very much a diuretic, right? So I knew not to have dehydration, and I knew to have antioxidants out, I knew to have potassium, I knew to have minerals without me knowing it. It was pretty cool. Pretty cool. I was a little bit kind of like, yeah, it wasn't me doing that. My body knew what to do. I cannot rationalize that with a logical brain. I cannot. So that was my first one, the cramp story. Shall I carry on or do we want to do a tag team on this? I think you should carry on. All right. Now, the next one is one that I often find easy to rationalize. You know when you think of someone and then they message you or call you? Mm -hmm. Or the other way around. I message someone and say, I was just thinking of you. Now, they happen a lot. I also think that it's possible to rationalize that because... I, I'm pretty sure we always think of lots of people a lot of the time, and then we catch it when it happens, as in a, oh, so let's say you message me. You might cross my mind 10 times a day. So 70 times a week. The chances of that happening when I'm thinking of you will be the one that I remember. 
but I won't remember the other 68, 69 times I've thought of you. I'll remember the one where it coincided with me thinking of you within the last hour or so, right? This one, I find it, even with my skeptical brain, I find it a little bit difficult to, um, to rationalize. Where for the first time in ages, I thought of this person and I sent them a message. And this person wrote back and said, are you psychic? And I went, what? Well, because the first time in ages, I thought of you and then sent me a photograph of her journal says, I haven't spoken to Wynn for a while. I should call him. And she sent me a photograph of the journal, and it literally had happened about a minute earlier. Now, that to me is one of those which is, okay, that's a little bit closer to, for me to find it difficult to be skeptical about or to rationalize. The next one is the spookiest of them all in my mind, right? True story, I can't remember if I've told you this one before. So, um, working with somebody quite intensively for a year, a mentee of mine, and this person, uh, unbeknown to me, had just met somebody that was uh, one of those, I don't know about love at first sight, but it Sounds a bit like that in the way that this person was explaining it to me. And on my notebook, and I always have a, an A5 book that I keep very copious notes on, so I have their name, the date, and nothing else sometimes, right? Because there's nothing else to make a note of. It's just for me to follow up if there's something. Well, directly above this person's name, my mentee, was another name of someone I don't know. But it was there, and I don't, I don't know why. So me and my mentee are having this lovely conversation about, oh, tell me about this person. That great. What's the name? And it was the name I'd written down in my <laughs> notebook, and I had no idea who that person was. I said, are you kidding me? I've got that name in my book for no apparent reason. And this person said, okay, do you want to know what's really spooky? I've got a notebook for you. And the last time we talked a month ago, I misspelt one of the words that you wrote. And that's this person's surname. So I had in my notebook, this person, first name. And this other person had their partner's surname, new partner's surname in a book. And it was just like, wow. Wait, but this is before they met? This misspelling that my mentee had was before they met. And they didn't know that my mentee had met anyone new. And I had this person's first name written in my book directly above this person's name. How do you explain that, man? I can't explain that, Kate. That's why it's an <laughs> irrationalizable coincidence. Unrationalized. I knew I'd get it wrong at some point. It's an unrationalizable coincidence. It's freaked me out so much, I can't even say my words right. Not didn't really freak me out, but it's one of those things that cannot explain it. Cannot explain it. Cannot explain how I went for the teaspoon of salt. Cannot explain Southampton Football Club with that stranger back in 1999. I can't rationalize how this person contact win. And in 
then I message her. Calm. Must be something bigger out there. Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine? So is that is that all of your personal ones that you got? Ones that I cannot rationalize, yes. But you have other ones that are like, could be... The number of times. Oh, yeah, the number of times I say, hey, you just popped into my mind and I then send this person a WhatsApp or a Facebook message or a text. And they say, you kidding? I was just thinking about you last night or something, right? Or in the last 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, every week. Every week. Well, you know, when... um. When I started experimenting, it happened because I read a book called E Squared by Pam Grout. <laughs> you have that? Rationalizable coincidences. It's one of the very few books that's not by Sidney Banks or Elsie Spittle or George Pransky. I've yet to read it. It's even got a post it. You have yet to read it? Says, There's no, so many to read. experiments in there. I can't wait. Wait, who gave you that? Me. Oh, okay. Purchased. No, nope. you never told me about it. No, I've never talked to you about this. And so Pam Brown. real time one right now. I know, I have a bunch of her books. I'll give you one example though, but I've done every experiment in that and E-cubed. So there's like another one full of experiments that you can put out right into the, basically the, whatever you want to call it, life, the universe, the quantum field like really whatever um but i can remember specifically one and i'll tell you what's interesting too um you know these things don't happen right away typically like when you the experiments that you're going to read about in that book it's like they a lot of them you put out there but it's not this instantaneous thing that happens right it's like uh you kind of have to wait for it to show up and pay attention just like this experiment that we're doing on our show so one of the experiments has to do with thinking about somebody specifically and sending out like, a, like you have someone in your mind, somebody that you do not talk to very often, kind of like your person that you were just talking about here, Minty, and, and see if they don't reach out to you. So it's like putting something like taking your thought and putting it out there. Um, she obviously explains it a lot better than I do, but it's somebody that normally would not reach back out to you if you thought about them and kind of made a request that they reach out to you, right? It literally happened to me. I have a cousin that we catch up maybe once a year or something like something where we don't really do that. And within two days, within two days, she got, she texted me and wanted to know how I was doing. She doesn't typically do that. And at the very beginning of this episode, because when you started talking about these things that happened to you in the past, I, I thought about that example and I mentally reached out to her. So if, if I look at my phone at the end of this recording and she's reached out to me, that would be, I don't know. What would you think about that one? Would you think something about that? Would you I, be able to rationalize that away? No, no. By no. the end of the recording. That's fast. If it happens, when I'm going to look at the end. And if it happens... All right, I'll play two. Oh, ooh. Okay, I'll go play ahead. Two. So I've got someone in mind who would not reach out to me. Okay? 
All right, but you also have to give them a time frame. 20 minutes. Like by the end of the recording. Yes, by the end of us recording this. Yes. Do you need a second to just put it out there in a specific way? All right, we'll see what happens. That would be so crazy. Okay, so anyway, but yeah, she did within two days. Within 48 hours, she reached out to me randomly. Um, I've got a couple of our listener ones. Do you want to hear about those? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Some of them I've seen, right? Yes. Let's not name them, right? Just in case. Oh, definitely not. Okay, so this is actually from one of my favorite listeners who reaches out about different episodes. You've got a favorite listener? Uh, I said one of my favorite listeners. Because everyone else is now feeling left out, but one of means everyone is your favorite. Okay, and you're going to know who you are because I'm reading straight from your email, by the way. I have a recent unrationalizable coincidence. My buddy and I went on a trip about eight hours from where we live. He has a Tesla, which means there's a lot of pulling over and charging. On the way there, we had to stop at a town called Stockton to recharge. And I joked that maybe we would see one of the two brothers that fight in the UFC who are known to live in Stockton. Stockton isn't a small town. I was just making jokes. The charging station was at a hotel, so that lowered the odds even more. Needless to say, we didn't see them. On our way back home, my buddy missed the freeway turnoff, which was supposed to take us to a city we hadn't been to before for recharging. So the navigation rerouted us to a different charging station, one in Stockton, this time a different location. On our way to the recharging station, we were going through an intersection and saw a Lamborghini, and lo and behold, it was one of the brothers. Obviously, there's more than meets the eye. I know. That was a good one. Yeah. Wow. That is cool. That's a cool one. Um, another one of our listeners said that and this is interesting because for these episodes, I never actually know when I'm going to put up an episode. It's kind of like when I can, <laughs> sometimes it's late at night, sometimes it's early in the morning and it never is on the same day. Okay. Yeah. I know it's supposed to be on Wednesdays. That's kind of what we agreed to in the beginning. And yet it never really turns out that way. It's literally when I can get it done. So the listener said two times in the last few weeks, I went out for a walk and thought to look for a new episode and it had just been put up online. That's twice. That's a pretty good one. I like that one, especially because yeah. who knows when it's going to go up? Nobody knows. It's a mystery even to yeah. me. Um, and knowing that person is what makes it special to me. I think that's cool. It is cool. And I just love that in this conversation, the fact that people are paying attention and putting things out there and looking and listening. I love that. I love that. So I had one. I was writing with one of my favorite listeners who emails, same one. 
And so we were emailing back and forth about a different coincidence that he had written about. And something that he had written reminded me of a quote from Eat, Pray, Love that I love so much. And so I went searching for the quote. So just on my phone, like eat, pray, love quotes, right? And I went through them in hundreds and there's so many quotes from there. So I'm going through them and going through them. And as I'm looking for it, I find a couple of quotes that I really love that I thought my sister might like. So I copied and pasted them and I sent her the quotes and I kept looking for the other one. And then the next day I get a text return back from my sister and the previous night she had copied and pasted an image of a quote from Eat, Pray, Love Win and was about to text it to me, but got distracted and didn't do it. But she had saved it the same night before from Eat, Pray, Love, completely different quote to send to me. And so she's like, I, you're not going to believe this, but I was going to send you a quote from Eat, Pray. We don't talk about Eat, Pray, Love. We haven't talked about it in years. And so, and I was like, that's crazy. And she's like, we're so connected, you know, and it's all very sisterly. And so the next day I end up going to brunch with a girlfriend of mine. And we were talking about just different things in a personal way. And I was like, oh, I'll, I should tell her the, the quotes that I found because they were somewhat related to what we were talking about. But then the conversation kind of went a different way and I didn't do it. And so then we go and we go, I don't know, somewhere else and we're talking some more and kind of catching up and we get back and we're about to say goodbye and just talking about this kind of new phase in my life. And she's like, you know what? I wonder if you're going to have an eat, pray, love experience. This is the next day when the same day that my sister tells me that she has an eat, pray, love quote. I'm not kidding. She's like, I wonder if you're going to have an eat, pray, love experience and go traveling. <laughs> it's like, that's so weird. <laughs> so this is all within 24 hours or less, actually. So I haven't told this to the listener, but I will. I'm pretty sure I'll be reading that book pretty soon. It seems like I'm being pointed in that direction. There's something for it in, in the book for me. We'll see. You haven't even read the book. Uh, I read it when it came out years ago, like before the movie right. ever came out or anything like that, when everybody was reading it, you know, like it was like, the yeah. Book, yeah. yeah, I loved it. And I still have it. So I may have to pick that back up because apparently <laughs> I'm supposed to read that book because everybody is talking to me about it. Wow. I know. Wow. That was a pretty good one. Yeah. You know, there's something else that's a, a slightly, it's different category, but it's in the same vein as what you said earlier on to me about there. maybe there's something bigger, right? Yeah. Which is effectively what the quote um, from conversations we've got with God is, is pointing it towards, which is seemingly minor events, 
unfold in miraculous ways, unknowing miraculous ways. So there was another um, email I had from a from a listener. Um, and the reason they they listen is that they connected with me on a retreat, I don't know how long ago, quite a while ago now. And, um, and this was, well, I went from my coast of the U.S. to the opposite coast in the U.S. to a major city and uh, was going to meet up with my friend, who I also know. And the friend bailed for a very good reason. So, you know, they were a little bit kind of like, and then in this kind of being not left in the lurch so much, but having nowhere in particular to go. As a result of that, bumped into some people that totally transformed that trip. I guess they stayed with them. They had dinner with them. They showed them around, all this kind of stuff. And the reason I'm bringing that up is it's not just the coincidences that I think points out. Maybe there's something else going on bigger than us. But it, it looks to me a lot of the time when my rational mind is doing what a rational mind can do, that I should know what's next. I should know what tomorrow brings. I should know everything about my future today because I've known my past. But I never knew my past until it happened. But I can easily then fall into the trap of thinking that, well, because I know my past, I should know my future. Now, that sounds, to me, to me even saying it's like, who would be the, that naive to think that? But I know a lot of us do. We think we should know what's next. And we never do. But it's, it's easy to, over time, to look back at the past and everything to be, I don't know what the word would be, uh, post-rationalize. Post-rationalize the past into, well, of course, that was the path it led here. But the path was never uncovered until the step was taken in real time. Now, I find that a nice thing to remember, that I am not in control. And if I was, A, it would be dull. B, I would mess up numerous ways before bedtime. I'm glad I'm not in control. I'm glad there's something bigger than me at play. Mm. Such a good reminder. I can tell that my mom wants to know. And so and hear all the stories around the future. And but there's such a different feel to when we show up in life knowing that we don't know and somehow that's okay. It's like what we were talking about before we started recording. You had this like, and I could feel, I can literally feel through the screen your anticipation, like you had this anticipatory look on your face. And that's what it feels like when we're present, knowing we don't know, feeling the excitement of that, and maybe the fear a little bit, like all the things happening. That has such a different, I mean, such a different energy than anything that, that my personal mind can come up with. 
why would I choose this other boring, very limited version of life? But I do. I'll be the first one to tell you that I do. There's a safety in that and a comfort in that, even if it sucks. But I also know what that other thing feels like. And that cold and that fun about it. And even just, honestly, even just seeing the look on your face, I'm reminded of what that feels like. And I love that feeling. Like your expression is such a good reminder that there's so much more out there. There's something at play. And we have all the freedom, like all the freedom in the world to go the same way we've always gone, to stay in the safety, to stay in the comfort. You go that way and that's fine. It's okay. What if we just let go and surrender? Man. (laughs) I have a metaphor if you want to hear it. Yeah, of course. A kid at Christmas, not knowing what's in the stocking, not knowing, not knowing what's under the wrappers, but also the kid in me that was rational, that wanted to know. Because I, for a few years, knew where my folks were hiding their presents. I'd go and find them, right? So but they hadn't wrapped them yet. So I'd go in and I'd know what I'd have. I didn't tell them because otherwise they'd have moved their hiding place, right? That was me trying to rationalize the beauty of the surprise and the wonderful mystery that is on offer. I'm glad at some point a long, long time later that I've fallen back in love with a mystery of unexpected gifts, unknowable gifts, that every day can potentially bring as opposed to me knowing and looking ahead with an imaginary time machine to figure out what tomorrow will bring or the next hour will bring when I could never really know. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners who would write in and tell us these, these coincidences in your life. I can't tell you how much we appreciate it. And don't stop. If this has triggered more things, please let us know. Thanks, Wen. Thank you, Kate. This has been fun. Yeah. Our first uh, part two of a follow-up to a to be continued. So. And I think maybe there'll be more. Getting that book too, Wen. Now that I said that, oh, you need to check your yeah. phone. Uh, E equals MC squared, nine do-it-yourself experiments. It's like, yes, okay. because I, I brought okay that up and it's it. on your desk when I randomly brought that up and it's sitting on your desk. And well, no, I didn't hear, I did not hear from my friend, but you never know. I haven't either. I haven't heard from your friend either. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Kate. Thanks, Lynn. Hello. I'm interrupting the episode to give you an update. 
The person that I reached out to did not get back to me within the recording session, but within 48 hours she reached out, just like she did all those years ago. Back to the episode. You've been listening to this week's Under the Noise with the amazing Kate Roberts and me, Wynne Morgan. And if you want to share any observations or ask any questions, have any ideas for future guests, which might be you, or future things that you'd like us to explore, then please do get in touch. Our details are to follow or where you found this podcast today. We'll speak to you again very soon and have a great week. Take care. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then, enjoy what's possible under the noise.